0: Welcome, everybody, to the One Step Closer podcast. This is Todd Nielsen, and I am here today with our sound engineer and worship leader from our Port Clinton campus, Spencer Eller. And today on the podcast, we are going to get to connect with David Bunce. David is an incredible guy, uh, such a mind, a a thinker. Uh, He is a father. We'll hear more about that. Uh, he's an engineer. He's also a rap artist, and we cannot wait to hear from my friend David Bunce. So, David, it's good to have you here today on the podcast. Thanks so much, man, for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having
0: me. Yeah, well, we uh, we want to take some time just to hear about your life journey Uh, And so to do so, we're going to use some H words. We want to hear about your history. We want to hear about some hurdles uh, or some hurts along the way that have shaped your life. And we also want to hear about your hope and kind of what's on the horizon and what you see on the horizon. Um, But before we even go there, uh, I know you've got a a really sweet hobby. So tell us. Yeah. (laughs) What's your hobby, man?
1: So what I do on the side, outside of my day job, is I do Christian hip-hop. And I've been doing Christian hip-hop really for probably the last, I don't know, 20-plus years. Got into it when I was actually in youth group. Had a group of friends where we were a part of a talent show. And then we went ahead and started to actually get involved in local ministry. So my uh, my youth pastor, who is now my father in law, we'll <laughs> get into that later. But my youth pastor, he encouraged us, you know, us to you know do some things associated with the church, and uh, it was an an incredibly rewarding experience to partner with the church in that way, so that's how I got started into it um, moved on into learning the production and engineering side of things, but over the last five six years I've actually been putting out albums and singles and and trying to do more to establish myself as an artist to build a catalog and really just, you know, give kids, whoever, an alternative when it comes to the music they listen to, to listen to music that has a Christ-centered message.
0: Wow, that's cool. And and you don't go by David Bunce, though? No, no.
1: I go by the name Intellect. Uh, the name was really just selected as as a descriptive for me personally, you know, I grew up as someone who, you know, my friends would always refer to me as an intellectual person just because of how my mind works. Uh, You know, I'm a thinker. And so that's just the name that I decided to go with.
0: I love that Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love God with all your heart, soul, and your mind. And uh, I love how you've taken your thought life and, um, with the allergy and, uh, created music out of that. And, uh, I know Ryan Mortar, who's our Port Clinton campus pastor. He loves your music. He secretly, oh, yeah. he secretly, <laughs> secretly, r- secretly raps in his office. I think <laughs> nice. his,
2: his office is right, uh, across from mine. And I hear you playing all the time. <laughs> He's he's awesome. a fan. Sweet. We'll sweet. have to actually get your autograph. Uh,
0: <laughs> he, yeah, he's not in the office today, so maybe we. I mean, we'll just have him sign his wall. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. You're welcome, Ryan.
0: <laughs> so, so um, we tell us a little bit about your history, David. Um, whatever you want to share, you know, family uh, background, uh, job, uh, yeah, all that. Give give us some some background, some history on David Buntz.
1: All right. So, originally born in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, Moved to the Sandusky area about seven years ago, Uh, moved this way uh, due to a job uh, offer, uh, just a a job promotion and a relocation. We landed in Sandusky and um, my wife, Crystal, we've been married for 17 years and we have three children, two boys and one girl. Um, you know, just a brief history on my wife and I, like we met in youth group and, uh, you know, we dated for really about four to five years before we got married. So, you know, I've been blessed, uh, to, to have a good, uh, godly, uh, Christ center woman in my life. Um,
0: and her, a, her dad was the youth pastor. <laughs> Go figure, right? <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, um, so that's a little bit of of history. Job wise, what you, you said you moved here for a job opportunity. Uh, what do you What do you do in the daytime?
1: So my background is in engineering. I graduated with an engineering degree from the University of Toledo, chemical engineer, and I moved this way uh, for a job as a quality manager and. Uh, after leaving that company, I've been with that company for about 12 years. i moved on to another company. Right now, I'm a supplier quality engineer. have been supplier quality engineer for six years where I go and I visit suppliers who uh, provide a bill of materials for, for the company I work for. And uh, I audit them. I review their processes. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a nice perk because I get to travel the world. As a part of uh, my job, I've been to close to ten countries because of it. So it's yeah, pretty neat,
0: amazing. And your wife, Crystal, I know she loves travel as well.
1: She loves to travel, yeah. and that that's a that's a really cool thing about her. Is because of um, my in laws, you know, they very heavily involved in missions, and so she got to see the world at a very young age and she also uh participated in some of those mission missions trips and she just has a heart for for people and you know that's just uh you know a desire for her to go out and, and experience the world she's able to you know she's been able to do that as a part of her day job as well so
0: that's awesome you know as part of this one step po- closer podcast uh our, our mission as a church it is it's to help bring people closer both to god and to others and uh, this podcast is kind of a way for us to let other people into the life of some of our chapel members. You and your family, you guys attend the chapel. What I mean, when you guys first moved to Sandusky, how'd you find out about the chapel? What what, what kind of drew you and what, what caused things to stick?
1: Well, when we moved here, we didn't know anybody in the area. So the first thing we did was we started to research online churches. So we just looked at different churches. Okay, we kind of wrote down here's a handful of churches that we're going to visit. We went to the chapel, the first, that was the first church, and that was the last church that we visited. Huh. Uh, what really stood out to us was we came, and it was right around the time uh, Easter, huh. um, you know, was was uh, you you're starting to do Easter messages, and just the focus on, on Christ and, and the depth of, of, uh, uh, the teaching, um, was really, you know, really, you know, hooked us and we Mm -hmm. didn't feel like we needed to, uh, to leave or to look
0: elsewhere. So. Well, we, we love having you guys, um, as part of our church, Crystal's been involved in kids ministry and helping with, uh, reaching out to international students. Um, you've been a high school leader. I know, um I think we even let you do some spoken word stuff for a special mm-hmm. actually it was for an mm-hmm. Easter service um which was really really kind of special. Um so a- as part of our time you know of course hearing a little bit out about your about your history but it's always such a window into people's lives when we he- can hear some of the hurdles that they've had to overcome in their life or hardships that they face. Can you let us in a little bit on yeah what what have been some of those things that have really been difficult and perhaps shaped your life? Um
1: one thing in particular is uh me growing up in a home with an alcoholic father. So uh that was that was very challenging to to not see a father um you know not not fulfill their role, you know, kind of be there but not be there. And so uh one of the things that was uh You know, I was really blessed to see was my mother's love for my father in spite of him not doing uh, the things that he should have been doing, which, you know, for a standard father, you want them to go to work and provide for the family. My mother was pretty much the sole breadwinner. You know, my father, uh, you know, just kind of dealing with his uh, alcohol addiction. Um, You know, he couldn't keep a steady job. And uh, it was just uh, it was it was difficult because, you know, you're you're really seeing kind of a a husband and wife uh, dynamic relationship not be healthy. You're you know, the the male role model uh, that that you're supposed to look up to um, not be uh, the role model that that you need as a young boy. Um, but, you know, I, in spite of those hurdles, one of the the amazing things about it was my mother's consistency in prayer for him. And uh, he did eventually get saved, um, which was amazing to experience, to see, because, uh, you know, we went from being a family where, you know, as a young kid, did, did we ever eat dinner together, uh, you know, not you know it the just the basic things of a family uh were not functional um and to then kind of go from that to see my father be the leader in the home, actually reading his Bible in the middle of the night, praying for us as a family, and uh you know it was it was really really, really awesome. So, you know, that's one thing I will definitely tell people is that prayer changes things. And, you know, my mother was consistent in her prayers for him. Um, You know, she was consistent in encouraging me and my older brother to pray for him. And it was, it was the difference between having a light on and off in a room. Uh, to see his his change and his transformation, and unfortunately, he did pass away when I was thirteen. So, um, you know, his his death also presented another hurdle for me, because you get to finally experience uh, the the healthy relationship that a son should have with a father, where he is interested in the things that you're interested in, and spending time with you, and to you know, and then that's being taken away from you. And so for, for a young teenager, that was pretty difficult to process because everything's perfect now, but God, why did this have to happen that way? And one of the things that I really learned from that was that even though, even though uh, just uh, experiencing God's grace and mercy through saving him, you know, he, he did, you know, he wrecked his body with, with alcohol, you know, he passed away from cirrhosis of the liver. And so, you know, there are consequences for doing some of the things that you, you know, you do in your body, regardless of eventually coming to salvation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said um, about the faithfulness of your mom's prayers and i'm thinking man how many people may eventually listen to this podcast and they've got a family member a husband a wife um a son a daughter that's dealing with addiction and yeah that's a good word don't give up yeah. keep keep praying cuz you just never know that's awesome so i mean now you're you're a dad you have a young family um some awesome kids uh Where did you learn then to be a dad?
1: Wow. Uh, You know, two people that really stick out to me uh, are my grandfather. So my mom's uh, uh, dad was, uh, you know, he was just simply present. He was just there. He was just the grandfather. Hey, if I wanted to go this place or that place, he was the person who took me. He found joy in that and just loved being around him. Um, Another person that that I would really kind of attribute uh, to um, really helping me just learn just for me, observing him as my my father in law. You know, he's he's a personal mentor of mine, but just to see how he has been with his family and to see how he uh, pours into me. I mean, he is really, since we've been married, you know, me and my wife have been married. He's treated me like a son. Um, he is invested in me spiritually. I mean, just between his words of wisdom between the resources he's given me, uh, you know, when it comes to Bible study has been, it's been amazing, but just, Looking at those two men, seeing their consistency, uh, you know, my father in law, especially with his faith, just seeing him go through adversity and continue to trust God regardless of the situation um, has really helped shape me as
0: a man. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And, and uh, I know for a lot of people that are artists, so kind of back to your music. Um, music oftentimes becomes an outlet for either the things that you're experiencing, the things that are difficult that you're going through or have been through, or perhaps even um, music becomes uh, a venue to share the the life lessons that you are learning. Have you seen that to be true, even with with your music?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I think the the music first and foremost, I, you know, the music is an opportunity to convey what I believe. And you know, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that within itself, is a, is a huge defining part of who I am. So that that is tremendously important for me to communicate the gospel message, but also to communicating how the gospel message continues to shape me in my own life experiences. And that's really, really important. So that definitely comes out in the music as well, just as, you know, as a part of my faith journey, really seeing how God has moved in my life and how he's transformed me um, and how, how, you know, he has helped me see things in my life and maybe I can steer others in the right direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but... Is there a, is there a a lyric um you know that you've written maybe mm. it's something from your history maybe it's something that's fresh and new that you're just putting out um a lyric that you're like yeah that that here's what it is and where that came from or or why 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 I had to share that
1: I can't really think of an a lyric I I, I I'll point people to a song called mm. be honest And it's off of my album, The Solution. Uh, It's kind of a play on the word solution because, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, have have the word soul in it. Um, Just the ideas, the the whole idea of, you know, Christian music over soul beats. Mm -hmm. But that song, uh, which I did with another friend of mine named Precise, was really important because sometimes we're not honest with ourselves and when we get in front of god we we really have to be honest mm-hmm. and you know it's the internal struggles that we have personally or or any thing that we may be facing that you know we don't want to directly deal with but you know we have to be honest with ourselves mm-hmm. I take a look in the mirror. I'm not made out of Teflon. Some days the armor don't fit right when I put it on. And the ground don't feel real steady. I'm standing on, but I'm keeping on. Yeah, I used to think that I was bulletproof. Forced in the fire of the pain and anger from my youth It made me want to dig up the dirt and pull up my roots And hide behind the baggiest hoodie and Timberland boots I had the mask on too An overachiever with a demeanor that you couldn't even see through Everything seemed cool, but I was lying, slowly dying inside The answer of self-pride, but I still couldn't hide, yeah I had to be honest. That facid yo, I had to drop it. Act the heart wasn't adding up with good logic. Like a soldier I was bleeding out and couldn't stop
2: it. But he's want to say as a worship leader, how much I appreciated your um when you were talking about just the importance of being honest in front of God, uh, because that's like key to worship is when, we, when we're honest about who we are to God and then we're honest with ourselves about who God is and yeah. in relation to us and just recognizing those two things, like that is such a key component to, to worship in
0: general. And One of our core values um, of our church is to be authentic, that we're, that we're real people, but we're real people in process. And uh, yeah, when you can do that with your music, um, that's a powerful thing.
2: What what would your advice be to to someone who is feeling, I guess, called to ministry uh, outside of their their career, like not necessarily going into rap, but mm-hmm. you know someone someone who feels that they, they've got this uh, creative urge, but they also want to balance it with family, with work, like you said, time. But like, what what what's some practical advice that you could give to people?
1: I would say practically, just you you've got you've. I don't, I don't want to say a a set schedule. I mean, because sometimes people maybe get frustrated if they can't be in that same schedule, especially
2: creatively. Like that's hard sometimes. That's very hard
1: sometimes, but it's consciously making time. It's like, instead of like, I don't know, one of the things that, that I tend to sacrifices, I don't watch as many, you know, as much sports as I used to. So I, I, take that time and I'm using it, you know, to, to work on music. So it's, it's something, look at what you're doing. And if you're really, really serious about it, you're going to cut some other things out. That's just the reality. You can't be everywhere, do everything and watch everything. So something has to go. So you have to, if it's really something you want to do, look at how you're spending your time and, and, be honest with yourself on, Hey, I, you know, if I really want to do this, I'm not going to devote my time to this or that or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's discipline. Basically. That's what it is. I think the one thing that I kind of came to personally was the fact that, um, I had to, for lack of better terms, wean myself off of entertainment. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, for me, it was just like, just sitting in front of the t v watching you know basketball or football or
0: whatever I just had to like cut it out yeah so uh what's kind of on the horizon for for David bunce and the david bunce family what what do you what do you what are you, what are you hoping for what are you looking ahead towards what are you uh hopeful about
1: uh hopeful about uh well a couple of things. I, I'm, you know, still continuing to work on music. I'm in the process of uh, working on an EP, uh, just kind of shaping the ideas and thoughts behind that. And so the the cool thing about music to me is it's, it's really this kind of dynamic creative puzzle where I'm trying to, you know, work on putting these ideas and kind of making them mesh into a project. So I'm in the process of working on that um and also too looking to to possibly get into well not possibly but definitely get into actually doing podcasting as well (laughs) so
0: yeah um, yeah. looking
1: to to uh work on getting that set up uh have an idea on it it's called the intersection i've actually been doing some ig live uh episodes with uh, a few people just over the last two three weeks and the focus is going to be on hip hop theology and culture, um, mm. just really touching on those uh, three uh, areas of focus, and that kind of aligns with with uh, me musically. So,
0: you know, for some people that might be listening, they may be going hip hop, rap, Christianity. Like, does does this really go together? How, uh, do you do you get that or?
1: <laughs> Oh I think more so back in the day than than now but yeah here's the wonderful thing I want everyone to remember is that when you look at all of the the stuff that you see on TV that's associated with rap music and how you know really kind of vile and bad a lot of that stuff is it just it's just a reminder that that no one is beyond uh, God's redemption
0: mm. yeah
1: and yeah. so when you think of hip-hop and you think of all the negative things, just think of the fact that that God can redeem that.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. How do you—I know you are well-read. You are in the Word um, on a regular basis, God's Word. And how are you seeing His, his truth shape your life currently?
1: Um, well— studying the book of mark uh, with with a group of f- uh, friends of mine and and just uh seeing how christ moved in the gospels and and seeing his compassion yeah. number 1 number 2 his interruptibility i really need to remember that as a parent because sometimes that's difficult right. when you're in the middle of doing something and but to be interruptible and 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 to take time for for others and and just a side note about about the the podcast one of the big things for me that i really feel like christ has been impressing on my heart is i just need to talk to people more often than i do mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because it's very easy for me to kind of get in my own space and focus on the things that i'm doing and next thing you know that person that called me uh 2 weeks ago i forgot to call him back and <laughs> you you know but it's just to be more interpersonal yeah. and and that's important because you know not just for me but i think for all of us because we're relational people and we have something to share and something to connect with other people that they can you know learn and and apply and and i can learn from others as well yeah. you know yeah. so
0: well i mean we appreciate You've done that today. You, you've let us in, and uh, you've opened up, shared some of your life with us today. And I know it'll be an encouragement to to other people that are listening in. David, um, you know, with all that you' you've got going on, and uh, I mean young, successful leader, um, family man, uh, hip hop artist. Uh, what would you say just to encourage those that might be listening? Uh, a word of truth, or just something that you, you'd you'd say, man, if somebody out there is is struggling, they're going through a difficult time. Um, what, what would you say to them?
1: Um, I would. Philippians one six is one of my favorite passages of scripture. I'm just going to paraphrase that, but. Um, just kind of reminding yourself or knowing that that he who has uh, began a good work in you is faithful to complete it up into the day of Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. that 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 work that he has started, he is not going to abandon. And if it looks like you're in a rough spot or in a rough patch, um, continue to persevere in the faith. Uh, I say persevere because a lot of people don't persevere in anything anymore. And it's very important when things are very shaky to hold on to God, hold on to the things of Christ, hold on to people who are going to make sure that you don't drown you yeah. so to speak yeah so that's very, very important that that scripture to me is uh, has been golden really for for several
0: years for me I love that He that has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it even to the end to the day of christ jesus man david thank you so much for being here with us today sure, and i know that your your life your story it will make an impact it is making an impact and uh, we're grateful that you and your family are part of the chapel family you too are helping people take one step closer yes thank you thank you